Welcome to the Leadership Download Podcast. This episode is a little bit different because I'm kind of introducing myself, which is a little bit odd, but um, we're going to go for it. So um, if you haven't caught the last episode, last episode we had Travis, my co-host of the Leadership Download Podcast and also the Executive Leadership Podcast. Um, So if you haven't checked the new podcasts out, we just started that earlier this year. But um, hopefully that last episode um, helped provide insights onto Travis's story and journey in leadership and hope that you're able to gather some awesome lessons learned. And on this podcast episode, Travis interviews me as I recently released a new book called Navigation and Discovery. So um, you're going to hear more about my story and my journey of, of life and leadership and so hopefully... Um, you're able to uh, learn from both Travis and I and also get some more insights on who we are as the co-hosts of the Leadership Download Podcast. So I really hope you enjoy this podcast episode as Travis interviews myself. Hope you enjoy. Well, hey, Cameron, man, it's, it's exciting to finally get to sit down and discuss uh, your new book. How you doing, man? Good. How are you doing, Travis? I'm doing great, doing great. So navigation and discovery. I've been hearing about this book for quite a while now. Why, what made you want to write this book? You know, this is your first book. What, what motivated you to write this one? Yeah, um, that's a good question, Travis. Well, this, start, this journey really started when I pursued uh, education uh, in executive leadership, actually. It was something that I wanted to, an area uh, that I wanted to learn about. And I remember the first week of orientation when I went to um, start the program was, I remember one of the seniors, we got to know each other. And, you know, one thing he mentioned was, you know, you have to write a book, you have to write not just one book, but multiple books. Um, and that just kind of stuck to me. And throughout this program, um, they were always talking about, you know, what are you going to do to add to the leadership body of knowledge? What are you going to do to be that practitioner and continue to be a steward of leadership? And so that got me thinking, you know, throughout my journey of that program. And then once I finished the program, um, I actually had moved abroad at the time. And, you know, this idea was just marinating in me, but I just didn't have the time to, to put, you know, pen to paper really and um, even think about what I wanted to write about. I knew I wanted to write about my story, uh, but I didn't know what. And I guess it's because the story was still developing at the time. Um, So I initially uh, was starting to search different publishers and all of them were just crazy, crazy expensive. And it was pretty much you do your manuscript and you just turn it in and they do the rest for you. And I really didn't want that. I really didn't like that. I wanted to have something a bit more meaningful. And so I came across, um, you know, a mutual friend of ours now, uh, and uh, that has a publishing company, Sam Chan and Martine uh, Van Tilborg. And they were talking about um, that they have a publishing company and they help um, publish your message pretty much. And that really hit home for me because uh, it had more meaning to it. It was just not about, you know, hey, turn in your manuscript, give us a lot of money and we'll make your book go live. Um, so, um, I chatted with them and I had my outline. Oh, actually with the outline. So I, I wrote the outline. 
I'm like, this is going to be a four part book. It's going to be an amazing book about, you know, pretty much my entire twenties and maybe a little bit of high school. And I was like, oh, this is going to be an amazing book. And I show it to the publisher. I was so excited. And they're like, no, you have four books. I'm like, geez, I just wanted one. Um, so we turned it, we, we took a portion of the outline and made that as, as, uh, one book. Um, so, and really what I, the purpose I wanted to do is really help share my story. And because, um, I know Travis, you and I have had both experiences that I feel like a lot of young people, um, really don't have traditionally and uh, Mm. I wanted to share that story some life lessons and truly how faith was a part of that journey as well Um, so yeah that's awesome that's awesome so let's get into the book a little bit and I'll kind of let you be in the driver's seat here so tell us a little bit about your journey so far in navigation and discovery yeah so um, actually uh, backtrack a little bit the title of this book came at the at the ninth hour, um, I had I finished the manuscript, and I had no idea for the title. The publisher kept asking me, "What's your title? What's your title?" I'm like, "I don't know. I never even thought about that." <laughs> One morning, I woke up, and I don't know. It was just like all the, the only two words that were on my mind was navigation and discovery. So that morning, I sent the the publisher, "Hey, let's do the title something like navigation and discovery." I think I punted it your way too, Travis. Right that yeah. that morning, I was like navigation discovery i don't know where this is going to go but we'll we'll uh figure it all out but really navigation discovery is you know we go through this journey of life and we're we're trying to navigate and discover uh you know who we are what's our purpose what's our calling and i feel like that changes throughout our journey um you know we might we might have plan a but actually plan b happens then plan c doesn't work out then you're down to plan like z um Mm. you know it's always changing you never can predict what's going to happen next and i feel like throughout my journey so far um in in life it's all been about there's been a lot of unexpected things that have come my way but through that journey i've been able to uh navigate somehow by the grace of god um and in both good times, bad times, difficult times, and um, and discovering who I truly am and and what my purpose and calling is. You know, if you talk to me about five, maybe seven years ago, I probably did not know what my true purpose and calling is. I was just kind of moving through the motions, what we're traditionally supposed to be doing you know, graduate school, go through the motions and, you know, have that career Well, for, for us, it was, or for me in the aviation industry. Um, so I feel like, you know, that story never ends really. And so I think where I'm at right now in terms of navigation discovery, um, still, and still trying to navigate and discover, um, mm-hmm. what my purpose and calling is. And I think it's it's a journey that never ends. It's you're never gonna know what your true purpose and calling is. It's always gonna change. There's always gonna be the next thing. There's always gonna be uh, the next something. And uh, so I'm looking forward to to seeing kind of what's the uh, the next something in kind of my my journey. You know, you mentioned there about 
understanding your purpose and that that would definitely will often tr- not trigger but it often perks people's interest because there is such a struggle in trying to find uh your your purpose what would you you know what 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 should people be looking for when they're talking about trying to understand their purpose i think one of the things and so this book i didn't want to you know be the two 10 steps to success in your life, find mm-hmm. your purpose and calling. This is how to do it. Uh, that's not really it. And I actually talked about the introduction. This is, you know, sharing my story and I hope you learn from it and have good yeah. take on it. And so I think what's helped me into when we talk about purpose, passion and calling is staying true to yourself, knowing who you are as a person and not trying to uh, play that comparison game. Because I think early on, especially when I stepped into a leadership role, I was always comparing, oh, I want to be like that person. I want to be just like that person. I want to go through that career path that he, this person went through. And I was always comparing. And um, and at, at some point, it was actually as an influential person in one of the companies that I work with came up to me as like, hey, you're not mini this person. You are mm-hmm. your own person. You have to be true to yourself and know who you are, and you have to know your that you are unique. Um, because it's your uniqueness when you hone in on your unique, you're not the odd one out. You're a, I think every person is unique in their own way. And once you start cherishing that and staying true to yourself, and I think that's truly the way to to find what you're called to do. If you're if you're trying to be like someone else, imitate someone, um, you 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 might not get to your to your uh, purpose and calling for a while. Yeah, that's, that's so true. So so talking about navigation, and just uh, before we move on, talking about navigation, one one of the things I've noticed in my life, and I one of my mentors always tells me is, you know, the the way you think you're going to accomplish something often is not the way you're going to accomplish that. And I know there's a couple of examples of that in the book of where you maybe set out to, to try to reach a goal and you, and you thought you had a picture of what it looked like in your head, but you, once you arrived at what you think was that goal, it looked nothing like that. Do you have any examples like that? Yeah, it was probably all of the leadership roles that I've had in the past. It's, (laughs) I was striving for this leadership, several leadership roles. And I was like, oh, this is going to be so awesome. Once I achieve that role, it's going to be the best thing ever. And come day one, sitting in that chair, and all you feel is just stress, anxiety, <laughs> loss of sleep. <laughs> and you're like, well, why Why did I want to do this? But I think what helped keep me at least centered is I really like loving on people, helping people. I'm a, I'm a huge introvert, but when I'm in an environment when there's people surrounding me is I love helping people. And um, I'm very intentional when it comes to people. It doesn't matter what their background is, who they are, whether they don't like me. Um, that's been something that has been my focus in everything that I've done. But um, it's interesting because, you know, I don't know what I was, I think in terms of navigating towards these roles, I was seeking self-fulfillment from these roles. And it didn't really, these roles never fulfilled me. And so I was like, if I'm not fulfilled at these leadership roles, then why would Mm -hmm. I want to strive for even higher? And so that's why, you know, Travis, you know, we started working on this podcast uh, 
you know, podcasts, doing leadership stuff on the side, uh, writing a book. And that because that's what gives me self-fulfillment is doing that type of stuff because we're making impact. And sometimes it's difficult in, in roles and, you know, just a traditional job to, to make that impact. Um, but when you are living in your purpose, and sometimes that could be hard, especially if you have, you know, other responsibilities, um, but uh, living in your purpose, living in your calling and truly living that out. And I think I'm on the cusp of that, but uh, we'll see how, how that journey of navigation discovery goes. You know, speaking about, you don't know how the, the journey is going to go. You probably never imagined being business partners with a big white guy from North Carolina. And no. I never, never envisioned being in part, partnered with a, an Indian guy from San Francisco. So, I mean, we the navigation of life is so amazing just the journey itself uh is is so interesting so not getting hung up in like it not going exactly the way you think it is 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 going to be the way you're going to move forward the fastest right you're going to mm-hmm. move forward the, and you're going to have to have that flexibility so you know in, in your professional career you you've stuck to aviation for majority of it you know how and why did you decide to pursue an aviation career well, um, so I grew up in the Bay Area in San Bruno, California, um, and that's the city right by San Francisco International Airport. And so from our house, we had a good view of the airplanes taken off out to the Pacific Ocean. So I got to see all the jumbo jets taken off and the private jets. And um, yeah, I, I just loved hearing the airplane noise and my parents used to take us out in the waterfront we used to watch the airplanes land over there by the Marriott in Burlingame and um, I just fell in love with airplanes just being around it all the time my dad worked at the airport at the uh, and still does actually so you know we would visit sometimes and uh, I just loved going to the airport I just loved I I even recall when the San Francisco International Terminal opened um, me and my grandpa, we went and visited the terminal on the grand opening because <laughs> he knew I was fascinated. And I, I still vividly, now that I think about it, I still vividly remember us standing in the brand new international terminal when it opened and, uh, I fell in love with airplanes and, um, and so I'd work on the, uh, work in the private jet side. And I, I remember one day he took me to the place that I started in the industry one, I remember that one day because I remember on my first day when I interviewed for that job, uh, I'm like, this place looks so familiar. And I remember that I remember vividly the day that my grandpa took me over there into the mm. parking lot of that executive terminal, looking at what are these little nice looking airplanes that now I know as private jets. So um, always intrigued. Well, initially I wanted to fly, but, you know, due to the cost of tra- uh, trading and stuff like that that wasn't going to be possible. So I kind of found a a good uh, niche in the private jet Mm. area. That's awesome. It's a, it's an amazing uh, industry to work in. It's challenging, but it's amazing industry to work in. It's obviously taught you some lessons. Uh, What are some things you've learned from your time in aviation? I think what I've learned is people are different. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I know that's very vague, but I I think my experience in aviation, I uh, that's where I actually got all my work experience. I learned how to deliver customer service. I learned how to handle difficult issues. I learned how to work 
just with people. And so I think just navigating through working in different environments, the environments that I've had uh, experience in, and even a, a short-term abroad experience is, I think it's more of learning to appreciate people for who they are and um, and just loving on them. And, you know, oftentimes we're so focused on the business, trying to get things done. And, you know, people argue, people would argue for like little things and at work. I'm like, it's not worth it. Uh, we're mm-hmm. all just people, just get along, even with customers. Um, and I think appreciate people for who they are and um, continue to to love them and continue to give it your all in in each of your relationships and any person you encounter. And um, I think that's what I've learned throughout, especially being primarily in a customer service-based role is um, having intentionality with people because I got to meet quite a bit of people over the years. Um, Some were nobodies, some were somebodies, some were folks on TV. And uh, I treated everyone the same, no matter mm. whether it's a celebrity or you're my coworker. And um, and I really think that was mainly rooted in my upbringing with, with uh, my parents is uh, learning to treat everyone equally and welcoming people as they are. So faith is an important part of your journey. How has that impacted your, your journey of navigation and discovery so far? Yeah, I remember uh, reflecting on this when when writing on it, because I actually had to talk to my mom to clarify the story to make sure I got it right. And I hope I got it right in the book. But uh, so faith actually was rooted in my family through my mom. Uh, So she and you'll read this in the book, so probably giving too much away, but that's fine. Um, So she grew up in Fiji and the only school that was closest to where they lived was a, a Christian school. So um, her side of the family was Hindu at the time. And so she had no choice but to go to a Christian school. And so she mm-hmm. went in, went to the Christian school and started understanding who God is and what faith is all about. And uh, then she accepted Christ into her life, got baptized. And then through that, she shared the message with with my grandparents and her parents and uh, so they uh, also came to know Christ and uh, accepted um, accepted God as their Lord and Savior and, and ever since. And so it's really been through my mom taking us to church really every Sunday, even the Sundays that I didn't want to go, uh, <laughs> making sure we were well-dressed, you know, hair was combed and stuff like that. And um, but I think faith, I never really understood what it was. You know, it was mainly like going through the motions growing up. Because I, you know, we talked about the Bible stories and and Sunday school, you know, was in pretty good community. uh, But I really didn't, I still didn't really understand what faith was all about. And it wasn't until I probably left, moved out of the house and, you know, went to college and experienced living on your own, uh, enjoying the freedoms is faith was always there. But I never really knew that it was there. And you know, questions have come up over, over the years, but now that I look back, it's faith was always there, even when I didn't know it was there. And, Mm. um, and, you know, all the stars are aligning, you know, in areas where I might have not been, uh, as trustworthy with God, 
it was because he was developing me. He was he was working something in me to that would help me go through different experiences that I've experienced over the years, whether it was personally, professionally, medically. Um, and so I feel like he was preparing me for always the next thing. And so, you know, in those difficult times, it really helped me grow. Um, but I think the most challenging was, was being in the um, what I call, you know, those, those mountaintop phases, right. Where, you know, things are just going good. You get just got this job and, you know, stuff like that is, um, I think lacking the appreciation from God and then taking things for granted. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then you just feel that emptiness. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just counting your blessings every day and, and having, faith as a part of I wouldn't say regimen but a part of your daily lifestyle and that could mean different for everyone I mean some people you know they wake up do their devotion pray they sing or whatever right but I'm not I'm not that type of person I I I may or may not do devotion in the morning or read my bible every day but I make sure to do something throughout the day or even just a short prayer to keep it as a daily reminder that you know because that's really who i am it's it's truly you know god has created me here for a purpose on this world and and i and i think also historically i was never open about my faith too and i wish i was but now mm-hmm. that i'm being open about my faith through this this new book coming out and I, i'm very bold in in faith on this book and that's what i want it to be with the publisher is um now I'm getting feedback because I, I probably have a lot of people that I know that are non-believers, but now I have people coming up to me saying, oh yeah, that does make sense. That that completely makes sense. They're like, oh, I always saw something in you, but I didn't know what was the uniqueness of you. And they're like, oh, I even had a good conversation, actually a good uh, podcast recording with one of my good mentors who never really thought about faith. And now he's actually thinking about what faith is all about and how can he incorporate it in his life and his son's life and you know because his parents were so so um so strong in faith so uh it's it's been opening up a lot of good conversations well we don't want to give it all away but what do you what do you hope that the the readers take away from this book i think really learning from someone else's story i think that's that's really it's it's yeah, like I said earlier, this is not the five five steps to success or, you know, how to find your purpose or calling. Uh, it's really learning from a person's story. And so this story starts in uh, in high school and goes through, I think, up to my early 20s. And so it's just learning how I navigated through those years, how I came to find, you know, what I wanted to do, experiences in college, post-college. And um, that that's really it, just learning from someone else's story. And um, I try to make it authentic as possible is because no one's story is perfect and it doesn't have to be. Um, like even us recording this podcast, it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, yep. I think <laughs> even though- Because it won't be. <laughs> it won't be. <laughs> we, 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 we try, we try. But I think just showing, um, you showing my authentic self and putting it out there and hoping that someone can learn from the message. 
um, you know, this is a bit cheesy, but if it, it can help one, uh, that makes it all worth it. But I know it's going to help more than one person. And, um, you know, there's a group of people reading the book right now, and uh, I hope it's, it's, uh, it's helping uh, create some more perspectives. So just so we're clear, who is the audience you really want you wrote this book for? Well, that that was very interesting because I initially thought the audience was going to be for, you know, like young professionals, young emerging leaders, students. But now I'm finding that the church has been interested in this message. And uh, so I, I think it's a more of a larger audience than I initially thought. But um, it's really for someone that is a young person that is really looking to learn from someone that has has had an experience through you know, high school, college years, a, bit, a little bit of post-college, um, just learning from another story. And it's not like, you know, the, the, you know, follow these steps and you'll be successful, but it's, um, I think it's just learning. I think the more people you can learn from and the more, more people, more stories you can learn from the better, the better you'll be. Um, yeah, I, I think because even us, Travis, we, we read books from all people and it's like, uh, you know, you buy a $20 book and you read their life story and learn from it right. and have some takeaways from it. So hope that this creates, you know, just one perspective. So as we kind of wrap up here, what's next for you? What, what do you have on the agenda for the, uh, after this book launches? Oh, um, that is, is book two. <laughs> book two. Book two. So I, I'm actually already in the process of, uh, sort of brainstorming while well, trying to, uh, trying to brainstorm a uh, book two. Um, and that's just going to be a progression of where the, the book stops. So it's going to be going through, really going through the journey. Um, mainly it's going to touch on my transition into a leadership role. And so I discuss, you probably know some of those experiences, Travis, um, um, so early on in my leadership journey and how, how that journey was. So it's still going to be for the same audience for young people that are transitioning into leadership roles and you know, how to navigate and discover through through that aspect. So I'm looking forward, hopefully by the end of the year, I'm planning on uh, getting that message out. How can you purchase the book? Yeah, you can purchase it at uh, CameronSingBook.com. So the website is CameronSingBook.com. You can purchase you got the paperback book, which is, of course, will be signed by your very own uh, study guide, <laughs> study guide, and then the audiobook. And actually, in the future, it is going to go out on Audible. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, Cameron, thank you so much for joining us for uh, for your to talk about your book. Well, thank you, Travis. This was kind of uh, different from what we're used to. But yeah, uh, appreciate awesome. you uh, interviewing me for the book. Thank you. Thanks, Cameron. Well, I hope you enjoyed that podcast interview with as Travis interviewed me and um, really hope you're able to get a copy of my book, Navigation and Discovery. Uh, you can check out my website, CameronSing.com, and um, the link is also in the podcast description where you can go ahead and get your copy or gift a copy to someone that you feel that needs it. So really hope you enjoyed these last couple weeks getting to know Travis and I. And uh, we have awesome more 
episodes to come awesome special guests to come and if you haven't been in tune with our podcast feel free to go back and catch up on some of the previous episodes we brought on some awesome guests especially this year in 2023 and uh, we're looking forward to an awesome uh, final quarter of the year and we have a lot of interesting and exciting announcements to come that will come your way and uh, really hope you enjoyed this episode thank you again for your support and feel free as always feel free to give a rating a awesome review and rating on whichever platform you're listening on subscribe to us so that you are the first to be notified once a new episode goes live and uh, we greatly appreciate your support and you can find out more about the work that we do at tcadvisorygroup.com again tcadvisorygroup.com and all that information is in the podcast description thank you again for tuning in and we will catch you on the next episode of the leadership download podcast